All right, so notice what it says in Colossians 3, verse 15, And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also ye are called in one body, and be ye thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And I love that verse, verse 15, where it says, Let the peace of God rule in your hearts. I, and I don't know about you, but sometimes, you know, I struggle with that a little bit, you know, especially during difficult times. Sometimes you can kind of get overwhelmed by things and you can let, uh, you know, the cares of this world kind of start to mess with your mind a little bit. And, you know, and I'll just admit some of the stuff going on lately, it's kind of messed with my mind a little bit. And I found myself, you know, getting a little stressed out, a little upset. And one of the things that helps me greatly is music often. You know, when I'm in a bad frame of mind, music often helps. Now, there's sometimes I'm in such a bad frame of mind, I don't even want to listen to good music, you know. I don't know if you've ever been there before, but sometimes, you know, you just kind of get down in the dumps. And when it when I get down in the dumps, there's certain music that helps get me out of the dumps, that gets me really excited. And I like to go, and I'll be, I'll be driving home or sometimes sitting in my office, and I'll start listening to that music, and it really lifts me up. I mean, it really helps me out. And, you know, earlier th- this week, you know, I was kind of having one of those moments, and I started listening to some of this music, and it was just, I mean, it just it got me fired up, you know. I mean, I'm all, I'm all ready to go. I'm excited. I'm feeling spiritual. And I'm just thinking, you know, I'm seeing all this stress that's going on in the world and, and all, you know, just all the turmoil. And, and we know a lot of it's because everybody's watching the news. You know, everybody's on Facebook and seeing all the stuff being posted and, you know, you're gonna, it's going to mess with your mind if you do that. And I'm thinking, you know, people just they need to listen to more good music. And I remember, you know, thinking, you know, I, I wish everybody could listen to the song. You know, it would probably pull them out of the dumps. But the truth is, I got to thinking about it. I was like, you know, it's probably, you know, what, what one song does for me, it's not necessarily going to do for everybody else. And then, two, I'm going to do a lot of confessing tonight, all right? I hope you all don't think I'm not real spiritual after this. But, you know, there's some... Christian music that I listen to that really lifts me up, that really lifts my spirit, that, you know, probably would be questionable to many people, all right? And there's a, and now, I grew up listening to a lot of Southern Gospel, okay? And you know what? Can't help it. I still like it, all right? Now, I, 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 could, I could condemn, I could, there's so many things you could bring up about Southern Gospel that is wrong, and you would be right, but it doesn't change the fact that when I hear it, I enjoy it. All right? it I can't help it. And I've, I've heard people, too, that, you know, used to listen to rock music, country music. You know, they still enjoy it. You know, their, their flesh still likes it. But I really don't believe that all the Southern gospel that I enjoy, it's just my flesh. It really does lift my spirit. Okay? And I think there's a reason for that. But I remember thinking, you know, I ought to make like a playlist of different songs. So there's a lot of songs on the internet. You know, I love a lot of Ron Hamilton's stuff. You know, Majesty Music has a YouTube channel. I love the music that's on there. And I listen to a lot of that. I listen I was listening to some of that this week and just really I I really enjoy it. It lifts my spirits. And you know, and I was thinking about sharing some of these things, and I was like, you know, the problem is some of it is kind of questionable. And it would be, it is real easy to condemn. And I'm thinking, you know, how do we judge music? All right, you know, how do you know what music you should be listening to and, you know, what music you shouldn't be, listen, shouldn't be listening to? 
And this is a complicated subject, too. One that will get you in a lot of trouble, by the way. It not, the only thing that makes pastors trendy in his pink shirt and skinny jeans lose his mind more than preaching against certain music is preaching against certain types of dress. It, that always makes him lose his mind. You know, I, there's, there's some of these, you know, trolls that are out there that are always bashing IFB preachers and stuff. I was showing you some clips from them today. They always go after the guys preaching on dress, about dress standards and music. They always go after them. And, you know, there's actually some legitimate reasons because some of the judging of music that goes on is kind of stupid. And I want to try to help you out with this today because the music that you listen to, it is, it is important. You don't want to be listening to junk. You don't want to be, there's some things you don't want to be listening to. And so I want to help you when it comes to judging. And the title of my message is judging the music that you listen to. Okay? Judging the music that you listen to. I'm not teaching you how to judge everyone else's music. Keep this in mind tonight. I'm not teaching you how to judge your neighbor's music. All right? I'm not teaching you how to judge Pastor Skinny Jean's music in his church. I'm teaching you how to judge the music that you listen to. Because there is a difference. And, and, you know, Brother Daniel, he, he knows a lot more about music than I do. And we were having a conversation about this a while back. It's like, you know, what are the technical reasons that this music is bad, you know? And it's a tough thing to verbalize, isn't it? It's a really hard thing to do. Now, we all know it when we hear it, okay? We all know it when we hear it, but why is it wrong? And sometimes people will try to get up and articulate why it's wrong and they end up kind of making themselves look stupid a lot of times when they do it. You know, God bless them for trying. And the thing is, the music that they're attacking, I would often agree, is wrong. But some of the things they're saying is just, it's not right either. You know, they start painting with a broad brush. And it is it is a very difficult thing to articulate. It, it, it really is. But I'm hoping I can give you some things that will help you with it tonight. Because there is some music that promotes lust. There's music that promotes violence. It can put you in a very dark frame of mind. I mean, there's even music that promotes suicidal behavior. I've heard about people who, when they committed suicide, one of the things they did to kind of give them the courage to do it is they went and started listening to certain music. Okay, Now, I can't imagine wanting to listen to the music that would make you suicidal, but some people do. Right? That, that's just a fact. Okay, so There's music that I believe is demonic, and apparently there's some music that's better when you're on drugs. Okay. I've never been on drugs, and I, but there's some music that, you know, it's, I've heard it's better to listen to high. Okay. I, I don't plan on finding out. I, I don't, I, you know, I, I'm just, I'm not interested in finding that out. Okay. But apparently that's true. And, you know, everything I've said there here so far, it's, it's undeniable fact. Okay. It's undeniable fact that everyone agrees with, and I've said this before and I'll say it again, except carnal Christians. Carnal Christians, they're the only people dumb enough to think Music is amoral. Okay, your your rap artists, your rock artists, they will tell you certain music is sensual. They will tell you certain beats are sensual. They will tell you that about their music. They will tell you that certain music is violent. Okay, but it's it's carnal Christians. They're the ones. It's, it's the words. It's all that matters. Words is all that matters. Wrong. Okay, and they're the only people dumb enough to think that. And the, that liberal carnal Christian, they always lose their mind when you start judging music. They hate it. They hate it when you judge music. And so, you know, if you could get Pastor Trendy in his pink shirt and skinny jeans, to be honest, for five seconds, he would agree with everything I just said about music. He would. But he would have a meltdown if I 
identified a specific type of music or song as any of these things. That's where he loses his mind. And they'll admit there's demonic music out there. But it's like when you identify it, that's when they lose their mind. Then they'll call you a legalist and all kinds of stuff. And so if all these things are true about music, though, and I think almost everybody would agree, you know, wouldn't we think it would be wise? Wouldn't we think that we would be required to judge the music that we listen to? Is this appropriate? If I'm going to be listening, you know, we do that with movies, don't we? You know, we all like ratings on movies. Hey, is this appropriate? Is this something I should watch? Why shouldn't we do the same thing with music? And folks, music is a powerful thing. If you want to go and find like the most viewed videos on YouTube, it's usually music videos. Music videos are very powerful things. They're very popular things. And it's like nobody questions, should I listen to this type of music? You better believe we ought to question that. You better believe we ought to take these things into consideration. And the only thing, and like I said, the only thing that will get you mocked by the anti-IFB trolls more than preaching on music is preaching on dress. And for, and for example, too, one of these like Twitter groups that I, was, I found, I found one video of me preaching on there, and they were making fun of me because a while back when I preached on music, I illustrated how I was making an illustration how certain music is identified with certain things. And I used for an illustration polka, all right? Now, I don't think there's anything wrong with polka music, okay? I don't think there's anything sensual about it. I don't think there's anything demonic about it. But at the same time, I was saying, we probably don't want to have polka music in church because it's also associated with beer, you know, because literally any polka CD, you find there's going to be songs about beer on there. And they made this clip like I was preaching against polka music in church. I've never been to a church or heard of a church that uses polka music. And, you know, and they're just making fun of me, you know, for like, you know, boy, you know, he's, he's really, you know, taking care of business there, you know. And, you know, we got to get rid of this polka music in churches. It's like you people, they just lose their minds when you actually start telling people to judge. Because they love that verse in the Bible, judge not. And that's all it says. Shortest verse in the Bible, right there where Jesus wept, judge not. You know, they've crossed the rest of that passage out, you know, but they know judge not. Well, folks, we ought to judge. We ought to judge our music. And so, you know, the, the anti-IFB trolls, they're always going to lose their minds about this stuff. They have no life. They're liberal. They know it. And we are a light to their darkness, and they can't stand it. And so they'll always make fun of it. So some things we need to understand when it comes to judging music. And remember, under this message, it's meant to help all of you who desire to judge your music that you listen to righteously. We, this, is not a, this is not a sermon to tell, you know, so we can go identify everybody else's music that's bad. So we can prove how we're the best church in town with the best music in town. Oh, and by the way, I do believe that that is the case. <laughs> and I don't think I'm biased when I say that. But that's not what we're doing right now. We could do that on another sermon some other day. So first thing you need to realize about music is if somebody wanted to, they could find a reason to condemn literally every bit of music available today. Okay? Folks, this isn't hard. Okay? Now, listen, I am a student of preaching. Okay? I've been doing it for a long time. I've been listening to preaching my whole life. I still listen to a lot of preaching. I understand, you know, when I listen to people's messages, I'm always paying attention. How did they come to this conclusion? You know, how did they, you know, you know, how did they form this thought from the scriptures? 
I pay attention to that stuff. And, you know, and I've learned there's some things that people do when putting messages together. It's just not really honest and it's really kind of lazy. And I don't like it. And, I, and, and I've learned, and folks, I've done this before. I've learned a lot of mistakes that I have made preaching from watching other people make those mistakes. Because it isn't easier to identify everybody else's problems. And there's been many times I'm like, whoa, look what they did in that message. And I'm talking about good preachers. And I'm like, that was wrong. They, they completely messed that up. And then I'm like, you know what? I've done that same thing before. And I learned from that. Okay, so I'm not, I'm not trying to be mean to people. But listen, it is easy. Anything that I just don't like, if I want, I can find a scripture to help me preach against it. Y'all understand that? It's not, I can do that. It's not hard. In fact, it's really easy. Look what it says in Romans chapter 7, verse 14. It says, For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. For that which I do, I allow not. For what I would, that do I not. But what I hate, that do I. If then I do that which I would not, I consent unto the law that it is good. Now then it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. For I know that is in me that is in my flesh dwelleth no good thing, for the will is present with me. But how to perform that which is good, I find not. And you all know this passage real well here. But Paul, he's just basically saying, you know, man, I'm just wretched. I'm vile. I'm full of sin. I'm trying to find a way to do things in just complete purity and in complete holiness. But this flesh that I have is just carnal. It can't be done. I am carnal, sold under sin. The Apostle Paul is saying, as much as he wants to be like Christ, he wants to be like God, you know what? On his best day, there's going to be something that you could find in the law that Paul did wrong. And you know what? I don't care how good you think you are, on your best day, you sin every day. There's something wrong with all of us because we are unholy people. We are carnal people. We are made out of flesh. And so, but the law is holy. The law is righteous. It is just. Everything about it is good. And if we start comparing the law to literally anything, you can find fault. Do you all understand that? You can find fault with anything. So if I want, I can go and I can go to the law and I could find fault with any preacher that I want. I can go tell you, you know what? Don't listen to what that guy says. I know he says some good stuff, but you know what? And then I can go find one of his sins and then just rip on it for an hour and then just completely throw that guy up. You know what? God uses sinful people. You know, God can use sinful people. And what people often do is they will find a music that they don't like and then they can go to the law and find a way to condemn it. And then now let's throw all that music out. Well, if we're going to follow that same standard, we're all condemned too, aren't we? You know, and we're, we're, we're saved by the grace of God. And so understand that finding a perfect standard for music, it can't be done because 100% of our music that we listen to is made by sinful man. Y'all understand that? It's made by sinful man. And man is able to take that which is good and do bad with it. Y'all understand that? Because that's what Paul was saying here too. I mean, even when I do that which is good, evil is present with me. We can all take a good thing and do something bad with it. And so what happens is preachers often get up, they go to the law, and then they condemn everything, which is super easy to do. And, you know, and this type of thing is often what gives, you know, Pastor Trendy in his pink shirt and skinny jeans ammo 
you know, against the IFB pastor. Because what these, what these guys often do, they paint with a real broad b- brush, and they rarely define anything. So, for example, I mentioned, all right, and it will probably get me in trouble with some people, that you know, I still enjoy some Southern Gospel music. And, you know, and I've heard a lot of preaching against Southern Gospel. Okay, all right, so you want to preach against Southern Gospel? I'm not going to be down on you for that, but now define Southern Gospel for me. Is it... You know, guys who, you know, just make love with a microphone a little too much and dance a lot when they're singing, because that's what they do in Southern Gospel. And you know what? It's fun to watch. You know, I, I, I went to a couple of cathedrals concerts when I was a teenager, and it was a lot of fun. Right? And, you know, and they, they do. They do a little. I, I, I'm not going to do any dance moves. All right? I, I got no ability to dance. But, boy, they had things choreographed. I mean, you know, Glenn Payne from the cathedrals, all right? You know, he was my favorite. He was the lead singer. And when that guy would sing, you know, he'd get all excited and just a lot of the things he would do. It was fun to watch. It was fun to watch, and it was moving. You know, I'm sorry. When Glenn Payne sings We Shall See Jesus, I get a little excited. When Glenn Payne would sing Sinner Saved by Grace, I get a little excited. When, when, when I sing In the Depths of the Sea, which is what I sing every once in a while, I have a hard time not singing it like Glenn Payne. And I love the way he would, you know, when it, he would sing it. You know, he would just really, and I'm not going to imitate it either because I'll make a fool of myself. But I've practiced it that way before. That's the way I want to sing it. That's the way it's in me. But, you know, I'm from the north. I can't do that, all right? You know, i got to be dignified, and i and I got to stand still like a statue when I sing it. But I want to sing it like Glenn Payne. Yeah, you know, that's what I, I, that's that's what's in me. But then my wife starts laughing at me too. And if I did, if I got up and I, and, and you'd all like it better if I sang it like Glenn Payne. But if I did, probably my wife's going to get up and walk out of embarrassment probably. But you know that, that's just folks, it's in me. I, I grew up with it. I watch it. That's what I see. That's what I hear when I sing that song. And the truth is, all I've got to do, you know, is, is I can point out things in the Southern Gospel like. You know, the excessive dancing. The, some of the music is not very good. They go a little crazy with the drums, I think. You know, there's some of the people that sing in these Southern Gospel groups. They're not fundamental Baptists. Some of them, you know, you got the Gaither vocal band. You got, you know, Guy Nimrod with his long curly hair and things like that. There's a lot of questionable people. Guy Nimrod can sing, folks. I know he's got long hair and looks like a hippie, but the guy can sing. All right? Have you ever heard him sing the Holy City? All right. I hate to reveal these things to yourself, to you folks, but, you know... I can't help it. I grew up with it. And, you know, and as long as I don't have to look at them and I'm just here, you know, it's kind of moving. Okay? And boy, I'm going to get thrown out of this church. But, you know, when Sandy Patty sings, we shall behold him, okay, that does. Now, if you all want to condemn all these songs, you know what? You could do it. You could do it. Boy, Sandy Patty, apparently I think she's been married. You know, a few times from what I heard, I don't remember, people used to condemn her all the time because everybody was listening to her because her songs were cool and her singing was good. But she, you know, wasn't that great of a person. I get that, all right? Yes, you can easily do that. But let me, I'm just going to tell you right now, when I hear those songs, it does something to me. Now, I would not recommend those for everybody. You know, I, I wouldn't, but I will tell you for me, it puts me in a really good frame of mind and in a good spirit. Okay? But I could easily c- condemn it. 
Okay, I can, you know, you, so you take the Southern gospel and then let's go over to like the more Bob Jones, real conservative music, which I think is beautiful music too. I love that music, but you know what? Let's get, we can condemn all the Bob Jones music too, because Bob Jones people usually aren't King James. They're usually liberal in a lot of other areas too, you know, and should we be, should we be listening to music of people like that? You know, can a good, can a, can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit? You know, can somebody who's not King James write a good song? Actually, yeah, they can. They've done it before, all right? You know, so the thing is, if we start looking at the people, the musicians, there's something to condemn with everybody. And we're kind of wasting our time when we get into that kind of thing. You know, it said, you know, the, you'll have a lot of pastors, no drums, no drums. Drums are wicked. Drums are the devil. Drums are satanic. And yes, some of the drum beats and songs are way too excessive. They're way too loud. The beats are bad. I don't know how to tell you why they're bad. I don't know how to articulate that. But when I hear it, I know what it is. But you know, there's a way to properly use drums too. You know, there's some drums. Now, we're not going to get a drum set here. Don't freak out. We're not going to get a drum set here because we're in the, you know, we're IFB in the north. We're not allowed to do that. Okay. Now, if we were down south, we could get away with it. But, you know, up here, you can't, you know, and we're not going to do it either way. You know, it's, but at the same time, does that mean everyone who plays the drums is evil? No, they're not. You, you can't do it. You can't paint with a broad brush like that, but people often do. Every song is written by sinful men. You know, every instrument has been used in a carnal way. So what most IFB preachers do, they'll get up, they'll read Colossians 3, 15, and 16 like we did, and then they will go to the law and condemn everything they don't like. Well, you know what? If we're going to go by that standard, two can play at that game. I'll use the law, and I'll condemn everything you like, too, because I can do it. I can do it. You know, and I've known preachers that are against guitars because guitars are often used bad, aren't they? You know, one thing uh, you know, Pastor Gomez, I've heard him say many times, is that you know, I guess he played guitar before he got saved, and he said he, will not, he won't play a guitar today. Because he he's like, when I got saved, I got saved, but my guitar didn't get saved. That's what he, I've, I've heard him say that many times. He'll say, my guitar didn't get saved. Now, what does he mean by that? Okay, there's still something in his flesh that likes that music that he used to play that was inappropriate. And that's what he knows how to play. And if he got his hands on the guitar, you know what he's probably going to play? He's probably going to play whatever it was he played before he got saved. I get that. I respect that. Okay, but I didn't grow up. And, he, and I've never heard him condemn guitars. But I didn't grow up with that. I never listened. To, my dad told me when I started taking guitar lessons. My dad gave me a guitar for Christmas. He said, I mean, you're going to start taking guitar lessons. I was super excited. I started taking guitar lessons. My dad told me when he gave me that guitar, if you ever play rock music with it, I will break this guitar over your head. And folks, he meant it. And I believed him. I, to this day, I've never played rock music on my guitar. I remember one of the songs that I had to do in my lessons, it was called like Go, Go, Rock or something like that. And I was like, I, and I remember I told my guitar teacher, I can't play this one. <laughs> and she was just like, okay. And we just skipped that one. We never, we never, we never did that song. I, to this day, I don't know what it sounded like. I don't know, but it was called Go, Go, Rock. And I, I was like, I'm not playing rock. My, my dad will be out there, and he'll hear me t- playing that. He'll come here and break the guitar over my head. You know, that's the way I was raised. So, you know, my guitar didn't need to get saved, all right? It was already, it was, it was saved with me, all right? So, it, <laughs> and, I, and I was already saved when I started playing the guitar. But, you know, I get that, okay? Some people are going to struggle with that because that's what they have in their past, you know? And so, you can condemn every, everything, all right? And, again, you know, so what I want to, what I'm going to do right now, just for fun, I thought about getting a whiteboard and just getting real serious, and, but 
let's make let's make a new IFB list of acceptable music. All right, you know because you know how the new IFB they love their list. All right, and don't get mad at me when I make fun of the new IFB. Y'all know I love the new IFB, but I determined a long time ago I'm not going to be like the old IFB where I'm not allowed to preach against my own. That's why things go bad. They never deal with their own dirty laundry. You got to deal with your own dirty laundry. And if we got junk in our church or amongst the people we associate with, we're going to call these things out. And if they can't handle it, then you know what? They can kick me out of the club then, all right? Because I'm not going to do the same thing that done the old IFB where they can't even call out perverts. They can't call out any of the junk that's going on. And I'm not blaming preachers for this. A lot of it's just followers. It's online weirdos and things like that. But everybody loves their list. So let's make a list, all right, since that's what they need so much. So what kind of music are we allowed to listen to? Well, the Bible says psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Okay, so we should only listen to psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. We should only sing songs or listen to songs written by saved people. Okay, we should only also sing songs written by KJVers. All right, so now here's the problem with this. If we only sing songs written by saved people, now I've never looked up all this, but the Calvinists tell me that most of our songs were written by Calvinists. Well, the new IFBs already declared that all of them unsaved. So now we got to get rid of all those songs, right? Because all Calvinists are going to hell. And, <laughs> and so all those songs, out the window, right? Only songs by fundamental ba- KJV Baptists. Well, here's the problem with that. Because some people think when the Bible says psalms and hymns, they think hymns means the 479 songs and soul-stirring songs and hymns. All right? The problem is, you've got a bunch of Calvinists in there, and John R. Rice is the one who put that together. And John R. Rice... I understand he preached clear salvation, was strong on soul winning, and had a lot of great stuff that we all respect. But John R. Rice was not KJV only. Therefore, he was not saved either, and therefore we shouldn't use his book, right? Now, I don't believe that. All right? I don't believe that. I'm making fun right now. But you all see how we could all do that. Because, you know, John R. Rice, he was before the KJV. If John R. Rice would have stayed around, I believe he would have been KJV. But he was during a time era where it wasn't really being fought. People didn't realize what was going on. And so, you know, we can, you know, so right there we just, con- we just condemned all the songs and the soul-stirring songs and hymns. We should only use instruments that are mentioned in the Bible. We should only use music that is sung by men because women are to be silent in the church. You know, we, <laughs> we should all, I, I'm just, does this sound like something new IB would come up with? I think it does. All right. Am I exaggerating? Right now, no, I'm not exaggerating. Any new IFB preacher could get up and make a case that these should be all the rules that we have in our music. All right, We should only listen to music by professionals because the Bible says, I got scripture, play skillfully with a loud noise. All right, So only professionals. And we should only listen to people who are humble. So that cancels out all the professionals All right, because they're all lifted up with pride because they're so good. <laughs> Now, do you see how we can just, I mean, with, with this list, I've literally condemned everything. We've got nothing left, folks. We've got nothing, we've got nothing left with a list like that. But it wouldn't be hard for me to get up and preach a message with great authority and with a lot of scripture and look like, you know, these, these are legit. You know, so what do we even have to listen to? How are we supposed to be admonishing each other with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs? Do we only get to sing the songs? that are just straight out of the Bible, all right? You know, we had one of those today. 
But is that all we get to do? That means that there's, we're not going to get more than 150 psalms, you know? I mean, is, is that literally all we can do? Listen, and here's the thing you got to understand. It is okay to give people some grace with music. It's all right. It's all right to do that for them. Okay? So if you want to be super ultra holy and spiritual, you know, that's fine. But, you know, at the same time, don't use your standards as something to condemn everyone else. Because the law condemns us all. You understand that? So you can go to the scriptures and you can find something wrong with everything. I can go to the law and I can find something wrong with everybody's clothes in here. I can find something wrong with any of you. Okay? I can, I can go to the law and prove that every one of you deserve to go to hell. Y'all understand that? So why wouldn't we be able to do that with music? It would be real easy to reprobate every singer and every, every musician. It's, it's so easy to do that type of thing, but that's not appropriate. That's not what we're supposed to do. I don't believe that's what God's called us to do. I don't think that's of the Spirit at all. So understand, if somebody wants, they can find a reason to condemn literally every bit of music available today. Well, I know that's a great song, but they put a copyright on it. So they just wrote it for money. I don't sing songs with copyrights on it. Well, so you only sing songs with the copyrights are expired. You know, you know, y'all see what we can do with this? And people do that. And, it, and preachers often do it because they don't like something. Oh, man, I got people in my church. They're listening to Bill Gaither. You know, I, I got to do something about that. You know, and Bill Gaither's easy to condemn. Okay. I, I, there's a lot of stuff with Bill Gates that I don't like. But you know what? Because He Lives is a great song, folks. Because He Lives is a great song. You know, and I don't think everybody that likes that song and listens to that song and sings that song is a wicked sinner for that. I think some spiritual good comes from that. You know, Ron Ham- we got a lot of Ron Hamilton songs in there. What's wrong with Ron Hamilton? Patch the Pirate. Pirates pillage and steal and kill and shut up. You know, do you realize how easy it is to do that? You know, it's it's just wrong. It's out of line. So turn over Romans chapter 14. So here's what you need to understand. Second thing you need to understand about music. Certain types of music or certain songs, this is going to blow your mind, they don't mean the same thing necessary to you that they do to others. Okay? Now keep this in mind. Because, you know, the songs and the music that lifts my spirits, that gets me in a spiritual mood, might not do that for you for a lot of reasons. Look what it says in Romans 14, 1. Him that is weak in the faith, receive ye, but not to doubtful disputations. For one believeth that he may eat all things. Another who is weak eateth herbs. Let not him that eateth despise him that eateth not. And let not him which eateth not judge him that eateth. For God hath received him. Why aren't we allowed to judge food? You know you can find something wrong with about every food, too. If you go back in the Old Testament... Use the law, but he says, Who art thou that judgest another man's servant? To his own master he standeth or falleth. Yea, he shall be holding up, for God is able to make him stand. One man esteemeth one day above another. Another man esteemeth every day alike. Let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. Y'all see that right there? He that regardeth the day regardeth it unto the Lord. He that regardeth not the day to the Lord, he doth not regard it. He that eateth, eateth to the Lord, for he giveth God thanks. And he that eateth not to the Lord, he eateth not, and giveth God thanks. All right, now, so we're seeing this is about food here, but not everyone saw meat, maybe that was sacrificed to idols, in the same way. For someone who thinks an idol is nothing, they think nothing of it. Okay, now, one of the things that I've seen a lot, 
is people will go and they will maybe condemn a certain type of music or even a certain type of instrument. And what they will do is they'll say, well, you know, before I was saved, you know, I listened to this. That sounds like some of the music. And I don't want my music to sound like the music that's being in a bar. Y'all understand that? We try to avoid that and do the best we can. But did you know that it is possible that somebody who never went to a bar, somebody who never grew up around that kind of thing, that music might make them think of something else. Okay, so for example, too, like Southern Gospel. All right, so again, what is Southern Gospel? Is it anybody who sings with a Southern accent? You know, because if you're from the South, you're going to have a little twang in your song. You know, that, that's just how it is. It's, it's that culture. So let's say you've got some guy, he grew up, in some you know little ch- small church in some hick town in Podunk, Holler, you know Alabama, and they sang a lot of songs with the guitars there and sang their songs with the southern accent and the twang and everything. And that's what the per- that's when the person first heard Amazing Grace. That's when the per- person first heard the song I'll Fly Away. And that's when, you know these people they associate these songs with church with the things of God, and that music is what puts them in a spiritual frame of mind. Because that's what it does for them. Okay, now somebody from up north, it's that's not what they're going to associate it with. Okay, so y'all understand, people's experiences often dictate how things make them feel. And so for me, for example, the music that I listened to in an IFB church growing up, I still love it. It still does something for me, even if, Technically, some of it's probably not really appropriate, you know. So even though it's stuff that I I probably wouldn't have played in church, because when I listen to that music, it takes me back to happy times. But you know, there's other people who grew up in IFB churches. They hate hearing the hymns. They hate hearing the typical IFB music because they hated it in the IFB. You know, their experiences were bad, so they despise that music. But that's because their experiences were bad. It doesn't do that to me. While, you know, it might enrage one guy, you know, it makes me feel spiritual. So understand, though, if somebody came from a more liberal church and got saved, and some people get saved in liberal churches, and that liberal church used some music that probably wasn't, you know, maybe they, maybe they used 7-Elevens there. And that was the first song, Christian songs they heard. Those songs might put them in a spiritual frame of mind. Now, I can't imagine, you know, here, I will sing of your love forever. You know, I will sing of your love forever, over and over and over again like that. If you ever heard that one? I can't imagine that put me in a spiritual frame of mind. But you know what? It might someone else. Somebody else might regard that to the Lord. Okay? Now, folks, I'm, just, I'm not going to lie to you. I hate CCM music. I hate it. I could easily condemn it all. Okay? But, you know, there's a few exceptions in there, that when I hear them, I'm just like, I like this one. <laughs> you know, the Days of Elijah. All right. That's not a real creative song. All right. But, you know, when it gets to that chorus, behold, he comes riding on a cloud, shining like the sun, let the trumpet blow. I start thinking about when he comes riding on a cloud, shining like the sun, hearing the trumpet blow, and I get excited. And I start thinking, there's no God like Jehovah. There's no God like Jehovah. I mean, now, folks, we're not going to sing that in church here, but I might listen to it in my car, all right, when I'm wanting to think about the coming of Christ, 
I might do that, okay? Fire me if you want, but that's just, I'm just, I'm just being honest with you. It puts me in a good frame of mind, in a good spirit. But you know what? It might not other people. Okay? There's some CCM songs put me in a bad mood. It's just, I, I hate that stuff. But somebody else, if that's all they've ever known, if that's where they got saved, if that's what they grew up in, that might put them in a spiritual frame of mind. Now, that doesn't mean if we have some people like that, they, you know, they end, we end up converting them to our church and they start you know, becoming more like us. I'm not going to go bring in CCM to make them feel good. Okay? And I'll say a little bit about you know, the music we do in church in a little bit. But it is very possible that when they listen to that music, it will help them spiritually. It's possible. And that music to them, they regard it to the Lord. And I don't believe... God's mad at them when they're listening to it. I might get mad. Oh, no, God's holier than you, and so God's going to really hate that music. Well, with God's holiness, he's going to hate all of our music. However, God does appreciate faith, and if we're doing things out of faith, from sincerity of the heart, doing the best we can, you know what? God, God will love and God will be pleased with somebody who sings as off-key as all get out, whose voice cracks, if they're doing it from the heart with a love for God, God will be pleased with it. Okay? And because God cares about the faith, God cares about the spirit. Okay, Yes, the letter of what they're doing, I'm sure God despises. I guarantee you no angels in heaven's voices are cracking. I guarantee you they stay on key. But you know what? God sees the faith. God sees the heart. And God loves that. I, I believe that with all my heart. And so that's why we don't need to be total music snobs, all right? You know, we ought to all do the best we can, but if somebody gets up and they just mangle a song a little bit, go off key, you know, you know what? If their heart's right, you know what? God bless them. Thank God for it and be thankful for it. It's okay. You know, so I do. I still love all the music that I grew up with because I enjoyed my years growing up. Pastor Trendy in his skinny jeans and pink shirt that, you know, left the old IFB to become queer little sissy. Okay, he hated his time in the IFB. So he's going to go to something completely different. And so not everyone associates music with the same things. So uh, we, need, we need to understand that. So last thing you need to understand about music is what you need to judge and what you can accurately judge is what the music does for you. Now, I hate saying this because, oh, Pastor Tommy thinks that all music's okay, you know, that we, you know, we decide what's right. We decide what's moral, okay? And I'm not saying that, okay? I'm pretty sure that there is no way on earth that Christian rock can be used for anything spiritually good. I'm pretty sure about that, okay? I might be wrong, but at the same time, do you realize that statement I just made, you know, your new IFB listers? They could easily condemn what I just said there, but, but hear me out on what I'm about to say here because I believe, I believe that statement. I believe what we ought to do is judge, and the only thing we can judge accurately is what music does for us. Okay? And so look what it says in, again, in Romans 14:5. It says, One man esteemeth another day above another, or one day above another. Another man... Esteemeth every day alike, let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. Now, I'm calling on you to be honest right now. Okay, if you tell me Christian rap lifts your spirits and brings you closer to Jesus, I'm going to doubt. I'm going to doubt that, all right? I was going to be honest. I'm going to doubt you're telling me the truth. Okay, I don't know your heart, but I'm not going to believe you. Can I just say that? 
I'm not going to believe you, but at the same time, you, what, what I'm saying right here is only going to work for honest people, people who are seriously trying to please the Lord. Okay, and what you should do, you should listen to music that puts you in a spiritual frame of mind and gets you thinking about the Lord. And that might be different for you than it is for me. It really might. The Psalms 30 verse 4 says, Sing unto the Lord, O ye saints of his, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness, for his anger endureth but a moment, and his favor is life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. I like what it says uh, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. You know, some songs take me to certain places in my mind. And where it takes me is going to be different probably from where it takes you. Now, this is why church music is so important. And this is another subject. But church music, a, a, a lot of what how music moves you is going to be based on what we do here in this church with music. And that's why I want our music to be as good as we can possibly get it. That's why I want to keep our music as clean as we can possibly keep it and as unspotted from the world as we possibly can because what music does to you spiritually, a lot of it's going to be based on what happens here in this church because the music that moves me spiritually takes me back to different times when I was in church growing up, different services I went to. So it's not going to be the same. For everybody, but you need to ask yourself when you when the, with the music that you listen to does it get you thinking about God? Does it put you in a spiritual frame of mind, or does it put you in a carnal frame of mind? Because there's some music that puts you in a carnal frame of mind. Okay, most of you aren't thinking about Jesus when you're listening to Eye of the Tiger or something like that. Okay, so it's not going to happen. You're not going to have a spiritual moment. You're going to feel like running and boxing and things like that. That's what you're going to feel like doing when you listen to Eye of the Tiger. You're not going to be thinking about Praying. You're not going to be think, worshiping the Lord in that. And don't try to tell me that you can. Now, maybe, maybe if the first time someone ever heard that song, somebody put Christian words to it, then that music might do that for them. But most of us, we're going to think of Rocky. Okay, just let's just be honest. That's what we're going to think of. So you just got to be honest with this, all right? You got to be honest. You got to you got to follow the spirit. You got to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit here. Okay? It's easier to follow a list than it is to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. But the li- no list is perfect. You know, you should go to you should listen to music that gets you thinking about God. You should listen to music that puts your mind on things that are right. You know, what sort of things are honest? What sort of things are just? What sort of things are of good report? If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. You know, what does that music make you think about? When you listen to certain songs, what does it make you think about? And, you're, and I'm, I'm telling you, there's some music, it's not going to get you thinking about God. It's not going to get you thinking about things that are right. And it's going to get you th- in thinking about the wrong stuff. We need to listen to music that gets us thinking about God. Our music should draw us more towards God. This is a, this is a tough one here. More than the singer, the songwriter, the musician. Because again, who are some of the most influential people in the world today? It's the artists, isn't it? It's the singers. You know, I mean, I think, I, I think it's probably safe to say that if you get like an A-list singer and an A-list movie actor, singers are probably more popular. They'll probably attract a bigger crowd than, than like an A-list actor because people love their music. And, and that's an area too with Southern Gospel 
why you got to be careful because a lot of these people are not fundamental Baptists. And you know, you can't help but just love the people that you listen to all the time. So you don't want to be listening to ungodly people. Y'all understand that? So the thing is, if you've got ungodly people singing music, even if it's good music, there's a good chance that that listening to them is going to draw you to them. But at the same time, that does not mean now I can condemn the music itself because let's say, for example, that, you know, I, I don't know any groups that are out there today, all right? Okay, uh, what's, what's that acapella group, the, the Pentatonics or whatever that's real famous? Okay. Now, those people are talented. There's no two ways about it. And I've heard, them, I've heard them sing some Christian songs that are pretty impressive, okay? Now, I listened to one one time. I was like, man, that was good. You know? And then I watched one, and I'm like, these people are freaks, you know? And I was like, and, and some of them are homos. I don't think you ought to listen to them. Because the last thing you want is to become a fan of a homo. But what if I have listened to that, I know who they are, and it is, it's ruined it for me, okay? It's ruined it for me knowing who these people are. I don't want to listen to their stuff. But let's say Brother Hugo's driving down the car, and they come on the radio, and he hears them singing a song that's really beautiful, and it moves him spiritually. Is there something wrong with his spirit because he got moved by a homo? I mean, you know, no, he just heard the music. Y'all, so y'all say, I don't believe he sinned there so you know it's kind of like when it comes to the eating meat sacrifice to idols we don't ask remember what paul said you know hey it's just best to do it with ignorance so if you're hearing some music that's really good don't learn who the singer don't learn who the artists are don't learn where it came from and there's been a lot of songs i've heard before i was like man that's a really good song but it's like i'm afraid to find out who wrote it i'm afraid to find out where it came from and i've sang some songs here before I was like, that was a good song. I heard a Baptist group sing it. And then later I found out it's some CCM song that, you know, West Coast went and sanitized and cleaned up a little bit. I don't think that's a good idea either. I want to avoid that. I don't want to bring that kind of stuff here in the church. But is everybody who listens to some of that in sin, are they not being moved spiritually by that? No, some people are actually being moved spiritually by that stuff. So you all understand that? What that music is doing, for one, it, it might be different, but at the same time, we don't want to be drawn towards wicked people. So be careful about listening to music too much that's put out by people who are not good people. Okay? But at the same time, you're judging that for you because you might not give a rip who's singing it. You might not give a rip who wrote it, but somebody else might. And so, the, you know, it, or some, you might care about all that stuff. You're like, man, if I listen to these people, I'm going to be drawn to these people. I'm going to like these people. I'm going to want their autograph. I'm going to want to go to their concerts. But there might be another guy that listens to them on the radio or something every once in a while. He's not thinking a thing of it. He doesn't even know who they are, but he loves the music itself. You know, again, this is, that's not your opportunity. <gasps> do you know who they are? You know, no, you don't need to do that, right? That's not, that's not really necessary unless they ask you. You know, you don't really need to bring that stuff up. I'm just saying they're not really sinning if they're in ignorance. Y'all understand that? That music might be moving to them. I was just, there was, there's this guy I see on Facebook a lot. He's always singing hymns in four parts, and it sounds really good. And I was, I was listening to some this morning, you know, trying to put myself in a good mood. I, was, I listened to a few of them. But then I listened to him sing Holy, 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 and it was really good. But I noticed he changed the last line of the first and last verse. And he didn't say God in three persons, blessed Trinity. 
I forgot what he said. He said something else, but I'm like, this guy's probably a oneness Pentecostal. And now I don't like him anymore. Okay? And I don't know if he's a oneness Pentecostal, but if he is, I'm done listening to him. But if somebody on Facebook shares him singing Banner of the Cross, and they're like, man, this just was really moving, was really great, am I going to go, that guy's a oneness Pentecostal. What's wrong with you? you know, that's, I don't need to do that. Y'all understand that? I, I, I hope this is coming across right. But for me, I don't want, you know, I do pay attention to who the writers are and the artists and things like that. I want to know. If I hear something that's really good, I want to know who they are. I want to listen to more of their stuff. So the thing is, I don't want to listen to a one that's Pentecostal. I just, that's not me. But somebody else might, and it might not turn them towards Pentecostalism. They just might be moved by the music. I think that's very possible. So, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of people may listen to music not knowing the first thing about who's performing it, and they might not care. And so the right kind of music, musicians or writers, they should be ones that their music makes you want to be like Christ and not like them. And isn't it interesting how singers often set a lot of the weird trends? Because people want to be like the musicians. I don't know why, but they do. But, you know, we, if, we ought to respect those and we ought to follow those whose music's gets us focused on Jesus. And that might be different from one person to another. No two people are going to react to things in the same way. And this is why we're talking about how to judge the music that you listen to and not someone else's, all right? You knew I have beers. You were hoping to get a whole bunch of things on a list so you can go condemn everybody and tell everybody they're a reprobate on Facebook and stuff, all right? That's not what I'm trying to do. I'm I'm trying to help you out here because music is a very helpful thing for us spiritually and if you don't have music that does this in your life you need to find some that does and you know i you know if you don't know of any i think i could point you to some but you know you got to be careful because you do a little bit of digging you can probably find a way to reprobate them all right you know and and i don't i'm not necessarily going to go defending all these people i don't know them personally i just know this music's really good and it really helps my spirit and i like it okay I mean, do we get the spiritual background of our plumber and our mechanic, things like that? Uh, maybe we should with music. I don't know. But it's like, you know, some of y'all are just a little too picky, all right? You just you get a little carried away, and I think, I think it's a little annoying. And too many people, they're trying to enforce their music standards on other people. That's not right. And since no two people are going to judge, you know, judge music the same, you know, the music that, you know, it, we need to remember the ways – you know, our standards are, they're not necessarily going to be the standards for the church, okay? The church music standards are going to be different. Our standards for church music will probably be higher than standards that you need in your own personal life. Now, why is it? Because we don't want to direct you towards anything that's questionable. You know, we, don't, we want to, we're, we're going to do our very best to use music that we feel is sanctified, that is you know, exclusively Christian in nature and points people to Jesus Christ. We don't want to be associated with the things of the world. And so I do, I believe if we're using, you know, music that's like that, I believe that's the music that will eventually affect you spiritually in a good way. It'll be the music that you like and that you use. So we don't, you know, we also don't want to use music that may offend a weaker brother. You know, somebody who maybe did come out of some, you know, you know, wicked past, 
where they were really into certain types of music that puts them in a carnal frame of mind. You know, we don't want to be using that stuff because that's not going to help them. We don't want to offend the weaker brother. You know, our music, it's not, and two, the music in our church, it's not focused on the desires of one person, but the whole congregation. Okay? The whole congregation, you know, we, we're trying to be a blessing to everybody. And you might have your one little thing that you like, but you know what? Nobody else likes that. You know, we're, we're, we're trying to think about God mainly. And so we're going to have a higher standard in church, you know, and as times passes, the music that we use will probably end up shaping the taste of many people in the church. So that's why we're not going to ride the line. We're not going to, we don't want to ride the line because we don't want to cause you to be tempted in areas where maybe we have control because I might have control. Like I said, some things don't tempt me. I'm not tempted by country music. I'm not tempted by, I have no desire to listen to that. I don't want to listen to it. I get angry when I hear it. It annoys the fire out of me. Okay. But you might struggle with that a little bit. So I don't know if we want to sing a whole lot of Southern gospel. Some of it sounds kind of like country music. Because then it's going to get you in a more carnal frame of mind. So, you know, we're, but folks, the music that we do here, first off, I mean, it's a blessing. The music that we, we sing on Sunday mornings and we have that orchestra going, I'm telling you, it blesses me greatly. I love it. And, and it's, it's better you all like it because you're in this room, you're hearing it, we got the great acoustics in here, we're all singing out, we're all together. And you realize what that's doing, that's creating positive memories and positive emotions with that music. And so when you all are out there and you hear those songs, that's what's going to bless you spiritually. You realize the music that we're using, it is, it's shaping what helps you out spiritually so that's why we're just we're going to be kind of ultra sanctified with our music because I think I think it will help everyone. We're not going to ride the line, but at the same time, don't go using our church's standard as something that you use to condemn everyone else who maybe has a little different standard. Okay, one of our rules: we don't have we don't use electric instruments. We're not going to get a drum set. Okay, that's just those these are rules we've always kind of had. Now, some people might use an electric instrument. doesn't mean they're bad. Okay? You don't get to go condemn them. That's just kind of where we're drawing a line to be safe. Somebody else might do it different, and you know what? The music might be great, and it might be a spiritual blessing to other people. Okay? I hate to tell you that, but that's just, that's just the truth. So don't go judging people based on our music standards. And so understand, you should have good music in your life that draws you closer to God, and only you can accurately judge what that is for you. And I believe we need to have that a part of our life. I believe if you are actually honest and just pray and say, Lord, does this music please you? I don't think there's any way in the world, I don't care how carnal you are, that God is going to put his stamp of approval on your heart for Christian rap. I don't think it's going to happen. I'm pretty sure it's not going to happen. But I'm not going to tell you what all God is going to improve because the truth is, God is going to approve of the things that help your heart, that make you more spiritual, and it's not going to be identical for everybody. So hopefully that, that all makes sense, and I hope you will judge these things and use them because you know what? You're going to need them. We are living in difficult times and dark days, and some of y'all need to figure out how to turn off the radio and turn on some good music. And I can help you find some good music. If you want some suggestions, I can give you suggestions of things that bless my gizzard. All right?
I can, I, I can, I can give you some suggestions. But you know, it, it might not bless your gizzard. You know, you might want something else. You know, that, that's that's fine. That's fine. You're not you're not wicked because of that. You just have different tastes than I do. So anyway, with that, let's go ahead and be dismissed. Dear Lord, we thank you so much for your blessings, dear God. I thank you for music and what a wonderful thing it is, Lord. I pray to help all of us to uh, have good music be a part of our life, Lord. I pray you'll continue to bless the music program here. Lord, I know I'm just, I'm encouraged and edified every week by the singing and by the instruments. And dear God, we thank you for blessing our church with the talent that you have. I pray that we will use it in a great way. I pray we'll set a great example. And I pray that uh, we'll use music that points people to you, not to us, but to you. In your name we pray. Amen. Let's go ahead.